Today, we remember MLK in this age of the woke radical left. Joe Biden continues to recall civil rights activism that didn't happen. Plus, a San Diego area YMCA shames a girl for being upset over a naked man in her shower. All that and more. I'm Bobby Everly. This is a 13-minute news hour. And God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., his legacy, and the full-on assault of that legacy by the woke radical left. Now, growing up in the era in which I did, King's words and teachings were an integral part of elementary school and junior high. In addition to being taught about patriotism and the great American melting pot, we were also taught about achievement and merit an equal opportunity and colorblind society. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Well, we certainly don't have that anymore. Created equal? No, according to the left, there are oppressors and the oppressed. And you are in one of these categories, whether you know it or not. You're just born a racist based on skin color, according to the left. But according to King, the desire, the fight was for this. Because I have a dream. My poor little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. What would King think today? In America, in 2023, there are segregated graduations. In America, in 2023, there are so-called safe spaces where white people are not allowed. Scholarships are denied to some based on race. School acceptances are denied to some based on race. Employment opportunities are denied to some based on race. It's been almost 60 years since that speech on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, and how much progress have we made? I would argue that we were making significant progress during my lifetime up until Barack Obama. The so-called post-racial president made everything about race, and more accurately, made everything about racism. If an abusive criminal attacked a police officer and ended up shot and killed, it wasn't the criminal's fault. It was systemic racism. That's the legacy of Obama, and we are paying the price today. The question is, what would the woke radical left think of Martin Luther King today? Let me know what you think in the comments. Okay, next let's talk about Joe Biden's tribute to Dr. King. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search out my name, Hit that subscribe button. Make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about Joe Biden because I've never seen a president who has been given such a pass to just make up stories. Stories that turn out to not be true, but then Biden has never challenged on it. Now, perhaps the fix is in on the document scandal because even left-wing reporters are starting to ask questions, but that's only because they are scared that Biden might actually run again. Prior to classified documents being discovered in a garage, Biden could just say anything. Just like this weekend, when Biden was at Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, where he again repeated the debunked claim 
that he was active in the civil rights movement. Biden started with this. And let's lay one thing to rest. I may be a practicing Catholic. I used to go to 730 Mass every morning in high school and then in college before I went to the black church. Not a joke. Andy knows this. It's just so cringeworthy to watch someone like Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden talk to a black audience. I'm surprised he didn't break out in an accent like Hillary would do. Remember, this is the guy who said this. The data shows young black entrepreneurs are just as capable of succeeding given the chance as white entrepreneurs are. But they don't have lawyers. They don't have, they, they, they don't have accountants, but they have great ideas. Does he realize how condescending he is? Or how about this classic? If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Jeez. But back to Sunday's speech, where Biden was once again claiming to be involved in the civil rights movement. I have two political heroes my entire life when I started off as a 22-year-old kid in the east side of the civil rights movement. Now, Fox News has a great story online that you can find in today's one sheet that debunks all Biden's claims. In fact, Biden acknowledged back in the 1980s that he was not an activist, did not march, did not go down to Selma or anywhere else. But he tells the stories today. Oh, on Sunday, Biden also said this about his Supreme Court pick, Katanji Brown Jackson. Those are the words of Katanji Brown Jackson, our Supreme Court justice. After stumbling and bumbling, he finally gets out Katanji Drown Jackson. And there's our civil rights marcher in chief. All right, next let's talk about a San Diego area YMCA that is making news for the way it handled a very upset 17-year-old. Turns out the girl was upset because there was a man who was being allowed to shower with the girls in the facility's women's locker room. Did the YMCA understand the clearly obvious nature of the girl's feelings? No. Instead, the organization tried to shame her because this man, full anatomy and all, identifies as a woman. Here's the girl, Rebecca Phillips, testifying before the Santee City Council. Just two weeks ago, after finishing my shift at my job, I went to the gym to swim laps. As I was showering after my workout, I saw a naked male in the women's locker room. I immediately went back into the shower, terrified, and hid behind their flimsy excuse for a curtain until he was gone. I ran into a bathroom stall to change as quickly as I could, organizing my thoughts to share with the people at the front desk. So what do you think happened next? The answer is pretty obvious, since we are living in an age being controlled by a leftist ideology that has no concern for decency or common sense. Here's more. When I asked to YMCA management what their policy was regarding transgenders, they confirmed that the man that I saw was indeed allowed to shower wherever he pleased. As long as you were not a red flag on Megan's Law, the California Sex Offender Registry, a grown male can shower alongside a teenage girl at your YMCA location here in Santee. I was made to feel as though I had done something wrong when I talked to people at the YMCA. Somehow, the indecent exposure of a male to a female minor was an inconvenience to them. Now, after receiving media attention, the YMCA issued a statement saying it was going to review the situation. 
Quote, as a community-focused organization, we strive to meet the needs of all individuals. We recognize that birth and gender identity are sensitive subjects. We rely on subject matter experts, laws, and guidelines established by the state of California to ensure our policies are welcoming and respectful for all community members. Policies that are welcoming and respectful for all. Are you kidding me? This is not a welcoming situation to almost anyone, and the left knows it. The YMCA added that it will review its locker room floor plans to ensure everyone has access to additional privacy if desired or needed. That sounds a whole lot like nothing to me. It means the norm will be to have a guy literally hanging out in the locker room, but the facility will provide places for women to hide. It's just pathetic. All right, next let's talk about our crisis at the southern border, and in particular, I'm talking about the bad guys who are getting in and the staggering increase in gangs, human trafficking, and drugs. Fentanyl is pouring across the border. Enough has come in to kill every single person in America. Recall this recent seizure of fentanyl in Arizona. CBP at the Nogales port of entry stopping a train that was coming in from Mexico. They open up a secret compartment. They find 736,000 fentanyl pills and 196 pounds of meth hidden inside of a rail car. One location and one seizure. This is going on all along the southern border, and the group that's being hit the hardest is children. Here's the story. Fentanyl deaths in children under 14 are increasing at a faster rate than in any other age group, according to an analysis from Families Against Fentanyl, a nonprofit group aiming to curb the spread of the lethal opioid. Jim Rao, founder of FAF, has seen an increase in instances of fentanyl poisoning, which occurs when a person accidentally ingests the drug. Fentanyl poisoning often also occurs when someone, especially a child, comes into close contact with even a minute amount of the drug, which is 50 to 100 times more potent than morphine. Fox News reports. According to data from Families Against Fentanyl, deaths among children younger than one-year-old have quadrupled in just the last few years. Fentanyl deaths among children ages one to four have more than tripled. Here's more. Since 2015, fentanyl deaths among children aged one to 14 increased by more than 1,400%. More than 379 million lethal doses of fentanyl were seized by the Drug Enforcement Administration in 2022 double that of the previous year. Among these were 50.6 million fentanyl-laced fake prescription pills. It's terrible what is happening, and Joe Biden and the Democrats have put down the welcome mat to drug dealers and all other manner of bad people. Nothing is stopping them, and Biden's policies are only encouraging more lawlessness. All right, next let's talk about the National Merit Scholarships and a disturbing trend that's going around regarding students not being notified of National Merit Awards because it might make other students feel sad. Recall that Thomas Jefferson High School in Virginia is under fire from angry parents because administrators withheld notification of awards. Turns out that Thomas Jefferson High School isn't the only one. Here's the story. Four more Northern Virginia high school principals notified parents on Friday, admitting that they had withheld National Merit Award notifications from students. Sean DeRose, principal of Annandale High School, wrote a letter for parents noting that when the delay of award notifications came to light at Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology, they did their own internal review and discovered that the high school did not receive their commended scholar certificates from the National Merit Scholarship Corporation. In addition to Annandale High School, principals from three other Northern Virginia high schools 
sent nearly identical emails to parents saying there was a delay. However, as we learned regarding Thomas Jefferson High School, administrators received the notification in plenty of time for students to be able to use the awards on college applications, but the school withheld the information all in the name of wokeness. Here's more. Last week, two Fairfax high schools apologized to parents for not sending merit award notifications. The principals at Westfield High School and Langley High School sent almost identical emails to families. It's a civil rights disaster blamed on staffing, said Fairfax County mom Asra Nomani of the National Merit Scandal. Fairfax County schools are not alone in neglecting to notify high school students. Loudoun County Public Schools Acting Superintendent Daniel Smith acknowledged in a school board meeting Tuesday night that 14 of 17 county high schools had delayed notifying students of status as National Merit Commended Scholars. Wow, let's keep high-achieving students down so we can make others feel better. What does that accomplish? Nothing. But excellence and achievement are the bane of the left. Recall, they even call such traits racist. In the meantime, it's the students who lose out. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Wednesday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.